and welcome to Cirque de Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Language. What's your profanity? I think you killed them. <laughs> so backstory. We'll talk about circuses. Zane said there was a French circus, but he couldn't remember. It was like circus of the night, and he couldn't remember what the French word for night was. And I thought, I'm like, Cirque du... And all I said was fuck, because I also couldn't remember. And Dom <laughs> has apparently spat her water all over everything. Yeah, it's like the Nui. Yeah. No, Cirque du Nui is what you look like when you spit water all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I'm so glad we're starting with a, uh, a comedy routine for everyone here at the table. As long as it's not the circus of uh, circus of backwards, because you don't want to read that out in French. Well, speaking of circuses, all the clowns are here. Yay! Present. Oh, who can remember? Just what the fuck happened last time? We went deep hell into their minds. I've got a very special pair of glasses. Yes, special pair of glasses. Um, we saved the minotaurs from being spit roasted and eaten. I think you mean centaurs. Sorry, so I, what? Oh, sorry, centaurs. Um, <laughs> uh, Minu had an acid trip. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I set things on fire. Riddle me this. Yeah, play some riddles. <laughs> Got a shiny headband for Pera. <laughs> and now she's ridiculous. Smart. Remind me again, Dom, what is Pera's intelligence stat before and after this headband? Uh, so her base stat, so we all rolled for our stats in this game. Pera's base intelligence stat was 10, so no mods. With this headband gifted so greatly by Thal. <laughs> You're welcome. Her intelligence is now 19. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, boy. So I like to imagine Pira. I like to imagine while Pira is attuning to this, she's just sitting there. It's like when you smoke weed for the first time, you're just like, what? So she's like sitting there, like blinking slowly, looking at her hands. Like it's all this like recollection and all this knowledge, just like. It's galaxy brain. It's Galaxy Brain. She's just sitting there staring at her hands going, eh. <laughs> Pupils different sizes. <laughs> what a visual Did you know of this guy called Pythagoras? Dude, love triangles. <laughs> Fucking Pier is like mad into triangles now. The square of the hypotenuse equals the sum of the other two sides. Pier, would you now like to join my book club? Oh, yes, I can read now. What books <laughs> do you have? Do you have uh, the Odyssey? <laughs> it, it's mostly just for dummies books. I've got a lot of those. Do you have ecological theories for dummies? Um, let's roll the dice. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a way to start. I was waiting for her to just come back and say, then you should read it, dummy. She's intellectual now. She doesn't have to resort to that. I am the higher being now. <laughs> I am above your petty insults, you peasant with a very, very small brain who probably licks his own asshole. You're just jealous I can reach. Pyrrha could probably reach too, but we're not going to start on this. <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she just got 
a fucking intelligence boost. We're not gonna resort to her trying to lick her own asshole. <laughs> Resolving the mysteries of the universe, starting at the lowest level. Venu <laughs> was about to chime in and say, "Get roasted, Salem," but but then it went there. <laughs> say it anyway. Piss Salem off. Get roasted, Salem. Yeah. Ha! It's funny! Because centaurs were roasted before! Yes, yes, huh? Oh, everyone pick on the cat. Alright. So, we find ourselves currently at the tail end of a nice little rest that you all have had. Oh, so we did get a short rest. I'm assuming. Oh, I haven't rolled that. I will roll that now. Yep, let's definitely take a short rest. What I get? What was that? That got me. As Pierre is resting, she's um, she's getting used to having like a very un um, an unclouded line. Mm -hmm. So she like her her. I was saying she's basically like there's like a fog in her mind that's cleared, and she can just now like access everything in her brain. Um. Salem probably spent his uh, short rest studying that uh, book that he got earlier. The one that said that he wasn't worthy yet. Yep. It continues to just be a mess of runes indicating that you still aren't quite there yet. I'm going to swear at it consistently. It's like, I'll give you worthy, flog you to your skin roll. It does the equivalent of the winky face. <laughs> Slams it shut with his paws. <laughs> Bullshit! A teehee. <laughs> ah. Did you all enjoy your nice little rest? My mind did not rest, only my body did. Well, that's the more important part about you, isn't it? Th yes. <laughs> She's just like, I don't know what's going on. Pira, do you feel okay with the new headband? I feel like the whole world inside my head has opened and there are so many thoughts and ideas in head. Right. Well, such as? Such as how this cave, it reverberates and there is an equation which is reverb time minus 60 in order to find the reverb decay. Indeed. Sure, whatever you say. <laughs> Menu, the hell is she talking about? Menu looks up from where she is um, tinkering with some form of like dart-based projectile weapon that she seems to be fashioning. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Something about caves and echoes, though, right? Uh, something like that. It, it, I think it's just basic ripple theory, right? Like, sound waves are like ripples. They they float around in, like, like when you drop a pebble in water. And? I don't know, you tell me. I, I wasn't paying attention, remember? Fair enough. <sighs> Sorry I asked. Sam will go back to looking his arsehole. Should I put this away? Are we, are we gonna move on? Oh, we do have the rest of the cave to inspect. Uh... Pira, anything with your new insight to cave reverberations uh, to give us an idea of which way to go? What do you want me to roll for that, DM? 
Let's give you new intelligence to check. Oh, Jesus. Watch me in that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be so good. Nope, it's a nine. The worst, but not much better than what you used to believe. Um, yeah. I do believe that you want to go back to the stoneworkers. That seems to be more forgy than going deeper into just rough-hewn cave. So it's... We're going north? Yes. Okay, so if we find out the echolocation of this and we get the density of the room, then we revert time that minus 60. So that means that the speed of sound is 3.40 meters a second. And she's like, do it. It's like the math meme lady again. All of these equations just come around it ahead. And then she uh, points, we have to go north, deeper. But it seems like we kind of took care of overtroglodyte already. So maybe we can proceed with a little less caution than what we did last time. Uh, I'd still prefer to move with caution, especially noting what happened to, uh, ahem, to Minu. You, I just said you can move with caution. You might just not have to use as much. What are you, stupid? And then, um, Pira will stand up and, uh, just start walking. Honestly. Gree, the need for caution has passed. <laughs> Oops. Sam's gonna follow behind Pira once she starts moving. So just using everyone's passive perceptions, nothing seems out of place. You're pretty confident that there are no more chocolates in hiding after all that racket you made originally. As we get up to here, to go to this. So what you've just passed under is um a stone bridge that definitely appears to be of dwarven make and um the tunnel as you move upwards becomes more and more uniform and more well like elegantly hewn i guess like there's actually a little bit of care put into the walls here compared to further down back in the troglodyte down interesting architecture on that bridge do you think it's significant salem no well neither do i but you know, I thought I'd ask. So our Pira will turn around to Kyra and ask. So if Salem doesn't know, which <laughs> doesn't surprise me, he's stupid. Do you think there is any significance to this architecture? Well, first of all, there's no need to be mean. Not be mean, I'm being truthful. And secondly, we are looking for the lost dwarven mind, so I dare say we're heading in the right direction. So we keep going this way? It's either that, or we go back and go down much, much deeper. And so this stonework... How deep does this hole look? <laughs> this stonework tunnel ends at a pre precipice of a huge natural rift in the earth. The rocky ceiling is only 20 feet above you, but the rift drops away into a fathomless black depth. Veins of silvery ore can be seen in the sides of the shaft. Ancient mining equipment lines the walls, but the wooden platforms and walkways are rotten and unusable. Chains are attached to the ceiling of the shaft in a pulley system that used to lift ore from the depths. Most of the chains are rusted and many have broken. The area around you has been scored by gouges in the stone, as if some giant claw once reached out of the pit. So to answer that question, you definitely cannot tell how deep this goes, just that it is very, very deep. Okay, um... And there are chains going down into the pit? Ah, uh, yes. So, basically, the um, pulley system, but they do not look that they could hold any 
form of weight above what they're already trying to hold up. So the chains look fine, but the pulleys look damaged? No, the chains themselves are very rusted, and you can even see the a few of them are, like, snapped in half. Salem will pad his way around to the right-hand side of the hole, investigating this, investigating that, general investigation. All right, anything in particular looking for, or just... Um, sort of checking out these scra- I mean, these gouges, do they look like they've been actually carved by a creature or something mechanic? Is it mining marks? Sorry, Menu. I may also ins- uh, assist with the investigation as, yeah, Menu is looking over everything at the yep. moment as well. <laughs> All right, Salem, give me with advantage investigation. Oh, it's in that 20! There we go. All right, so you can definitely tell that these gouges are made by a very large creature. Um, you can probably estimate that the claws themselves are probably at least the size of the average person. So we're talking about anywhere between 5'8 to 6 feet tall. And they definitely look more geared towards hunting and killing than to tunneling through stone. So it's not something that is a subterranean creature. Is there any, like, metal shards or anything that look like a weapon had gouged it out? Like, inside the the gouges itself? No, nothing seems to be there at all. It's almost as if it it's just how heavy it was with its weight as it gouged into the stone trying to pull itself up from this giant hole. Some wretched creature has definitely carved into these stone walls. Um, what's in this little alcove here to the right? So that is a little lip, so it's about let's go five feet up so it's just tall enough for someone to peer over and look at if they're standing next to it if they're not you know an actual cat <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look oh, <laughs> Minu Minu Uppy Uppy yeah Minu will give you a boost as well <laughs> just put me up on top of the lip yep alright so so this massive hall is supported by a series of pillars many of which have been broken the corpse of a gargantuan three-headed dog is splayed out in the centre of the room. Several two-headed hounds chew away at the flesh of this rotting corpse. The skeletal remains of dwarves are scattered everywhere. So yep, so as you both get closer to the lift and when you lift Salem up, you take all of this in. The beast looks to have been dead for quite a while as it is starting to rot. And... The dogs around it almost look like bad imitations of what the three-headed dog might have once been. And they seem to have no concern about eating. Can I make a history check? Do I know what those dogs are? I can make a history check, yeah. I'm going to also help you out with that. <laughs> uh, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry, that accidentally did the wrong thing. But yeah. Um. Yep. So you can tell that these are death dogs. They're um offspring of a Cerberus that will probably never quite make it to be a Cerberus. Oh, these are the unholy spawn of a Cerberus, Salem. I suggest Salem's, we. Salem's just gonna pop straight back down a fat lip and move away. Have they noticed us? No, they seem to be quite content with eating at the moment. Uh, I'm going to relay that information to the others. 
real quiet-like. Okay, so angry doggies up ahead? Yep. I take it we don't want to engage with them. When I looked into that room, did I see any any offshoots? Yeah. From there? You did. Yeah, it looks like there's a couple of doors either side of it. Can you not do something where you, like, turn invisible? Can I you... can turn invisible, but these are death dogs, and, um... I fear that invisibility doesn't hide everything about me. Get naked? I meant scent, Pyrrha. Well, you are very stinky. Um, interesting. I could fireball Pira... the center of the room. is going to carefully edge and just, like, peek over the top because she hasn't had a look at it yet. Yep, so you managed to see the three dogs just chowing down. I think we're going to have to fight our way past them and i think since they're currently distracted we'd be best off getting um the drop on them the element of surprise so to say but if you like do you have um any ideas well i do have one particular big idea that you might like okay and i'll just have to show you though yep enlighten me here we'll take a step back (laughs) <laughs> I think we're both going to step back here. <laughs> um, Minu is going to cast Enlarge Reduce on Pyrrha. Sake! Uh, <laughs> and now you're the size of a cat. <laughs> no, may, uh, choosing larger, of course. <laughs> Alright, Pyrrhazilla in the house. C- can we make her mini bigger? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Congratulations, you are now looking at 20 foot tall Pyrrha? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Megazord Pyrrha. Uh, that um, adds a d8 to her attacks, I believe. Can you drop uh, I think it's actually just a d4, but you know, DM can roll a d8 if you want. Yeah, I like d8. Yeah, it's gonna send the. F- <laughs> d8? It makes more so, sense. This is gonna I- send the furries nuts. Oh, God. She's already a thirst trap for the furries. <laughs> and now she's a giant furry. And now she's a giant thirst trap for the furries. All right, so... So enlarge. So I'm adding a D8 to... Your melee attacks. My melee attacks. And I have advantage on strength checks. And my weapon also grows to the side. Okay, cool. So Pyrrha just like looks down at Minerve, just to like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's just like, she's like, what do I do now? Well, just everything, of course. Pyrrha! What? Smash them! No! Oh! And she like pulls out her glaive and just like, she's trying, she's, first of all, she's trying not to fall down the hole. Trying to fall in the hole, and then she's gonna like. So, question for DM: If the weapon previously had a ten foot reach, and it's now doubled in size as well, yeah, (laughs) I I know, I know what you're saying. So I have a twenty foot reach now. Yep, twenty foot reach for the moment. (laughs) All right. I fucking love that. Well, Pyrrha's gonna probably just try and slice the one in front of her down. Alright, roll with advantage, because it doesn't know you're there yet, somehow. This is so fucking cooked. 
<laughs> um, can I join in with Pyrrha's attack and I'm going to Eldritch Blast the one, like jump up a minute and then blast the one behind it? Yeah, sure. Then, like... Not 20. I'll let that go off at the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if Star or Mini want to do anything as well? That's a 14 to hit, the one at the back. Um, I believe that'll hit. Yes, it will. Alright, so I'm rolling my max plus roll for the glaive. Then I just add eight on top of that. Ah, uh, D8, yes. Alright, so it'll be 23 then. Beautiful. And for the Eldritch Blast will be a 12. Beautiful. Menu, that 12 will hit, by the way. Cool. And which one are you hitting just by the way? Uh, front one, I think. Front front? Got it. So that was five damage in that one. Front's death dog is not looking very hot. One at the back got a bit of smash in the face, but it's still okay. And the one at the very back of the room is still sitting pretty. If you'd like to get off a sneak attack before we start the combat round. Uh, alright. Uh -huh. Okay, I, in that case, two... Where is it? I am gonna guiding bolt that one in that case. Which one? The front one or the back one? The back one. The back one that hasn't been hit yet. Alright. Will a... Yeah, will a 23 hit? It definitely will. <laughs> Good. I'd be mad if it didn't. And... 20 damage, please. I got three fives. Three max damages. Nice. Oh, that's nice. That one is also looking very bloody at the moment. I'm... You basically caved in one of its two heads. Oh. The one that period lobbed off. Pyrrha just lopped off the other one's head, so it's just missing a head completely. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and this one's just got severe severe impact marks on its face. One of its faces. And with that, I believe it's time to roll for initiative. 20 on the initiative. I got 12. Good horse, what the game wanted to give you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> at turn, at turn. And... Alright, let's see how these new dice do. Badly, they're gonna roll nat ones all night. Ooh, that one's good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> roll it again. A giant Pira. A giant smart Pira. The big brain just got bigger. <laughs> now, now we just gotta get Thor to get some buff spells to throw on Pira. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't actually have an, I, I've looked, I've only got one, and we only need that if one of us is like on death's door. So, right. the only buff I've got is Beacon of Hope. Actually, it won't come in handy now as the death dog gets its turn first. This one back here with a 21. They have. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Turns and sees a cat. It didn't see the big giant Leonin. Oh, two faces of the one you hit in the face. And it didn't see the, like, 50-foot Leonid first? It can't make it to the Leonid. That's as much as it can go. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would have gone with the giant Leonid. This is why its mother's dead in the center of the room and they're eating it. It raised a quitter. Did it intermere uh, Pyrrha's melee? It did. Oh, my God! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys! Straight to the back of the room. Uh. Polar Master! That's an 11. Oh, that will not hit, unfortunately. What? She swings like, shit! Just, it's just huge and slow. <laughs> Too big. I'll get yeah. that in five minutes! You hit it against the ceiling accidentally, and it throws your aim off. 
just narrowly missing as the dog lunges with its two heads to bite at Salem. First one is a 17. I mean, that's going to hit. I really need to get better armor. And the second one is a nat one. Yay! It just automatically explodes in gore. So it is five piercing damage okay. for the first one that hit. And I need a yep. con save, please. So five damage. Yep. And con save. Ah, it's 11. Just doesn't make it. You are now poisoned. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, what does that give me? Uh, disadvantage on ability checks and attacks, I believe. Okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to react to him attacking me. Yep. Uh, I'm going to hellish rebuke. Wonderful. Uh, See, so yeah, I need a dex save from them. It um, it did succeed. It got a 21. <laughs> but it's still half damage. Or half as much, yep. So 2d10, 15. So that is 7. Yep. Oh, hang on. Hang on, but because I'm casting at a third level, uh, it increases by 1d10 for each slot above first. So, takes right. two more. And one more for a grand total of, there we go, 15, 25, 31 harvest. So, 15 total. Yeah. So, that's another eight off. Got it. This one is definitely looking bloody as it's very burnt, very smoky at the moment. And as a second attack, I need to roll my D100. 88. That C just misses. That's fine. Kind of snaps at the air, as, but the smoke's kind of getting in his eyes, so I can't see probably. Yep. It's now your turn. Well, I am going to who's around me at the moment you're directly behind me damn it uh <laughs> um we are going to toll of the dead i need All a wisdom right. saving throw i can do that it cannot it just got a three and it's taken damage it has how much more damage is this going to it's only going to take five necrotic. Oof. That, that feels rough. That's that's very... Out of 2d12, I got five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Very rough. Anything else you'd like to do in your turn? Uh, nope. No, that's, that's, that's all I got. All right. Attack of the 50-foot woman. Okay, the 50-foot fire lion is going to... Uh, first attack's going to be on the one that um little cat is dealing with. <laughs> Thank all you. Right. So... Do it up. I'm assuming a 10's not going to hit. Oh my no, god. It won't. For fuck's sake, Pyrrha. Second attack. Will a 13 hit? That will. You're starting to get used to your new size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's 10. No, that's 8 slashing damage. That is enough to kill it as it is bisected by your massive glaive. Um, then my bonus action is I'm going to polar master um, this one. Yep. It reach now. The polar master. Uh, oh fuck. That's an that one. one. Uh oh. Please run with the D100 of the oopsie scale. Oh, 34. Oh, that is an oopsie scale. I am going to say that your glaive once again smashes through the ceiling, smashes under the floor, creating a bunch of like dust and to just blow up and kind of obscure the death dog a little bit. It now, ha you all have disadvantages on attacks against this one. I'm sorry! 
Oh, the caveat, it also has disadvantages against attacking you, because, you know, it's got dust in its eyes. Alright, that's my turn. Beautiful. Menu. Oh, oh sorry, my bad. <laughs> um... Menu will um, put Salem down, jump up, and come over to this one. Yeah. And um, yeah, punch, punch with thunder gauntlets. All right, go for it. That'll hit. All right, and that is enough to kill it as you cave in its remaining face. Oh, that wasn't a damage roll. That was a second attack roll. I did see that after I said that, but even then, that damage is enough to kill it. Okay. <laughs> So both of those two attacks are enough to kill it. It's already face was caved in, and it crumples, leaving only the one on the back left. I will take a back step. Yep. Will that be all? Yeah. Beautiful. So. Okay. How big is the dust cloud? Like, if I moved, say, uh, if I moved to like here. I'd say you'd be able to get through past the scout to that. Okay, uh, I am gonna guiding bolt it again. But I am going to use this one. Ooh, I can get a 21 is gonna hit. I don't think the advantage is worn off either, so you've got advantage on it. Yeah, you get advantage because you already hit it. Yes. Bolt. Oh, well, I'm guessing a, tw a 21 is gonna hit anyway. It will. <laughs> oh, you might crit. Go for the crit, go for the crit, go for the crit. Uh, 22. No. So you still hit, but no crit. Oh, that was the damage. Sorry. Hmm. Oh, 22. Well, that's enough to kill it. <laughs> As your bolt slams into its remaining face. And kind of implodes the brain. Okay. And with that, it's your brain. the one that was remaining. <laughs> and then with that, we are back to peace of some sort as you now stare at the corpse of a large three-headed dog and significantly smaller two-headed dogs. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Pyrrha's gonna start um, trying to, like, fan away the dust, be like, Sonny! My, my bad! Uh, <laughs> Minu, would you care to fix the Leaning Tower of Pyrrha? <laughs> oh, do you, do you want her small again? I think she might want to be smaller again. No, it, it's okay. Just give me like, give me like ten minutes. To oh it no, out. It, it it wears off in about uh, thirty more seconds. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, unfortunately, my magic isn't strong enough to last hours. Only a, only about a minute. Um, while. Salem goes up to investigate. Pierre will turn to Kyra and just be like, "Do you want to lift up?" I mean, if you're offering. Like, don't do it here. And she like extends a very giant claw. She daintily hops up onto your hand. Thank you kindly. You're you're wet again. And then she like just puts her down, somewhat gently next to Minu. 
kind of gives you a wink as he hops off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, steps over this and um, will wait until she can reduce to her regular six foot four size. Yep, wonderful. All right, as Salem goes to explore, you see rotting bunk beds and chests make it obvious that this was a living quarters of sorts. Is there anything left in this living quarters? Um, if you're going to search through it, you can give me an investigation. I will search the room. <laughs> 15. That was almost a 22. That's alright, that's enough. You managed to find a small sack hidden underneath some of the rubble, one of the beds. That seems to contain 65 silver. Sam's going to patter out with uh, his goodies, pot on the floor, I'm like, alright. Come get your real gotten gains. And it's 64 between the four of us. Um, Val, give me a quick dex save. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> Hang on. As you are currently climbing the corpse of the Cerberus, yes. <laughs> he just wants to be higher. Uh, he wants to be taller. He wants to be taller. Well, <laughs> I don't think a three will get me up there. Ooh, you, um... Steph find her a particularly weak sort of rotting skin as your foot just goes clean through it. Oofed. <laughs> as you step rather heavily into its chest cavity from the back. Got it. So I was gonna go, Ugh, and then like roll back and he is on the, he's on his shell. Vera? <laughs> yes! Vera will like, can I, am I, can I be small again now, just... please? <laughs> Can you shake my token? <laughs> no, wait, before it wears off quickly. <laughs> Alright, well, can I can I get to style before it wears off? Yes. Oh. Alright, so Pira will, like, flip Thal back onto their right side, but as she goes, and then she, like, shrinks back down to her regular size. Okay, kindly. You're, you're welcome. Uh, they... <laughs> what is that? Dead. Gotta stop you. <laughs> Oh, no, the, oh, you stop it there, stop it there. Yes, that does seem to be a statue of one of the death dogs. Minove, did you do that earlier? Uh, no. That that one looks... Can Minu inspect it and determine whether it's petrified or if it's more likely to be um, a carving potentially pertaining to, like, cult worship or some other thing? Investigation. Ah, uh, yes, please. Oh, yeah, this thing's petrified. Uh, it was petrified, but not by me. But... And, sorry, with that roll, you can tell that it's not a permanent petrification either. But this is not permanent. So I think it was probably one of those chickens, and this is probably going to wear off real soon. I was thinking that same thing, surprisingly. <laughs> Well, it's not too surprising, considering your intellect seems to have quite enhanced with the usage of that magic band. Imperial like whispers, so only Minovek can hear it. Yes, and it's very scary. I don't really like it. Um, so is there a way to just, like, Pira will point her glaive at it, but not, like, touch it. Is there a way to kill it while it's still petrified? You, you do this sort of thing all the time. Well... I would assume if you were to shatter the statue, it would be unable to reform. In fact, we could yeet it into that big old hole over there. Oh, we totally could. And the, the projectile force of, you know, how heavy this thing is could 
kill it instantly. Yes, yes, let's do that. You know, you don't have to use big words. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Most curious. Perhaps that band's a little bit cursed. I, I never, I've never heard of one uh, changing the vocabulary. If you want it, it's all yours. Uh, No, no, I'm quite fine, thank you. Fuck. Whilst they're yeeting the puppy dog, I'll investigate these two rooms. Yes, so... I'm not lifting anything. We'll just keep the same investigation check to save a little bit of time. In this room, one of the skeletons seems to have a very shiny ring on. And as you pick it up to inspect it, it looks like it's an amethyst set into a golden ring. Um, is it magic at all? doesn't feel magic. doesn't feel magic, so just a gold amethyst ring? Yep. Alright, cool. I'll just type that uh, in the in the inventory. And in the other room? And in the other room, you don't manage to find anything of note. That's bullshit. Alright, so is it just Pira trying to pick up the statue, or is anyone helping her? Minnie will attempt to help. I'll assist with that. Oh, the Thor can, yeah. Alright, well, with three of you then, then. If you're three of you helping, I no role needed. Oh, if it's just two of you, it's going to have a roll with advantage. Alright, cool. We yeeted into the hole. Yep, so you managed to... Three, two... Whoop! Yep. And Kara kind of just looks on with a smirk. She sees you three just carrying a dog statue. <laughs> Can we count the amount of time and, like, uh, try and uh, g- gauge the depth of the hole based on when we hear the shatter sound? You can definitely try. Alrighty. So... You get to the edge of hole, you guys manage to give each other a look, count down, they give it a nice heave, and then as you wait, and wait, and wait, more than the ten seconds pass and this do or no sound. Either this hole is so deep that it's fallen beyond earshot, or it is potentially truly bottomless. See, Quite frightening. That's crazy. Um, Pierre isn't going to turn around and try to... Can she try and figure out how this Cerberus died? Yep. Once again, they're going to have an investigation check, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, 23. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So with that, you can see that it was definitely killed by something that was a lot bigger than it. So nothing small like, like the troglodytes or any of death dogs or the cockatrices or anything like that did anything to this thing. It looks like it was something very aggressive as there's a lot more damage done than what's necessarily needed to kill this thing. And you can even see some quartz marks and some like overly decayed flesh in certain areas. Something like the claw marks coming out of the hole? Yes. Something like that. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Yes, and you just threw a big giant rock down there, didn't you? (laughs) Well, I don't think it's in the hole anymore. I think it's flown the coop, to use the proverbial metaphor. Oh fuck, now you got me using the big words. What's at the end of this passageway? It's probably safer to be in here than out there. You see, rubble. Ah, Barney. 